can't get a second chance at all this. At life? Yeah, do you reckon there's an afterlife? Well, okay, so I practiced Buddhism for about yeah. eight years, and the bit that made me stop was my science brain not quite being able to get my head around the whole reincarnation thing. And that's quite a fundamental part of Buddhism. So, But that took you eight years to work that out? Well, it took me eight years to... That's a while, son. That's a full education and nearly a degree. Yeah, I could have been a vet in that time, couldn't I? Yeah, Instead, I was just dossing around. Something useful you could have been. An architect. Oh, bias. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's because my yes, right. could have been an architect, yeah. so it's That's where all your money's you know, going, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's obviously going to be the best architect in the world, hopefully. And I've just invested in him. Um, yeah, so that's what stopped you. Yeah, I just couldn't couldn't come to terms with that. And it felt disingenuous. I was like, well, I'm going to be sort of... And then, of course, I was young. So as I grew up, I realised that life can be whatever you want it to be can't it I mean you know if you look at fundamental Christianity it's in so many different sections which is just basically different people's interpretations of one book Um, so if they can do it then why can't anybody else right so now I sort of realise it's just about living life that is right for you as long as you don't hurt anybody because when you started talking to me about the meat you started me thinking about maybe being a monk Hmm, I've thought about that many times if you grow your hair a little bit longer, may I say it suits you? Oh, I'll tell you though. With long robes. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. Number four, it's obviously got really quite long now, so Mrs. Frost has just put the clippers round. <gasps> it looks like a monk. Oh, he's not had a bowl haircut. Yeah. Is he alright with it? He thinks it's cool. But his mates think it's cool. He obviously, luckily enough, he's not allowed out. <laughs> <laughs> and then on top of that, he's, he's not being the best behaved young man in the world so he's been banned from social media so luckily enough no one can actually see him it's interesting though four days off social media become a different human being yeah he was helping me in the kitchen at the weekend he made a a little pizza sort of for pre-dinner that he made garlic butter and bits and pieces for that and then he did um, um, chopped up the tomatoes garlic did the bruschettas did all that can I no, just... Not even asking him. Mm, that is good. That is nice. Can I just bring you back to the pre-dinner part? What has happened to you, mate? <laughs> pre-dinner. I knew well, you when just... you were normal. It's yeah. all this stuff. No, see... it just means... That pre-dinner just means another dinner before we have dinner. Start presenting on Gardener's World yeah. regularly and all of a sudden you've got pre-dinners. I mean... <laughs> well, you mean, the, the thing is, when you've got that many kids... Right. This is the bit you don't need. So you think it sounds possible, but it doesn't. Right. If you just feed them one dinner, yeah. that ain't enough. Okay. So you've got to pre-feed them before you feed them. Before the main feed, right? Yeah. So I call it like pre-dinner. Yeah. So it's like planting a, an established shrub. I, well, well, yeah, a bit like, well, no. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> what you want about? No, because otherwise what happens, right? The kids all come home and you're prepping the dinner and they'll come in and they empty every single drawer going. Oh, they want a packet of this and a packet of that and a packet of that. Blah, 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 blah. But if you get a load of stuff out and you put it on the top for when yeah. they come in. yeah, yeah. yeah of good stuff, or reasonably good stuff, then they eat that. And I just call it pre-dinner. I mean... I suppose you're used to having, like, pre-dinner drinks or something like that. Mm, well, I mean, I don't... Is it like canapes? Is that is that effectively what you're saying? Is it... That's all I really understand, is it? Canapes. <laughs> I tell you, I'd love to... It would have been a lot better, you know, this whole relationship, if we were mates when we were kids. Yeah. Yes, cause you'd have some sort of connection to the real world, then. Mm, you'd be able to understand me more, I think. Yeah, I, yeah. We'd have. I, I can we imagine were... us playing together in in the ballroom, 
just you see know, what I mean that's the point what, what is it I would have been out you'd have been daddy would have been when you home up the drive I would have been raking the leaves with my old man daddy was always at work but Charles would have driven me home I suppose see what I mean yeah and I would you'd have just might have you know you might have given me an occasional little nod going up the drive if you I forget if who felt. the comedian is but there's a comedian who says I went to my school was so posh we had a chauffeur's race on sports day <laughs> <laughs> isn't that brilliant <laughs> All right, listen, uh, I should check yeah. that this has worked because I sort of got into this a little bit. and um, oh, it's all right, it's already going. The whole point is I've got to check it. Well, we've gone. Let's stop, be quiet, I have to check. My old man used to say, talk about that sort of stuff when he was getting a bit older and he all got a bit deep and meaningful mm. and decided to do a large amount of alcohol <laughs> he used to consume. Oh, all right. right. But he, he always used to say, I'm going to come back as a seagull, son. A seagull? Yeah. It's got a wide I can shit on everyone, can't I? What's my old man's take on life, you know? Very simple human being. But actually, you know, there's something in that, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, probably not everyone, right? You'd select the people. Oh, you'd select you, the right people. You crapped yeah. on, yeah. Yeah. I quite yeah. like that. And whose chips he wanted to nick? Eh? Well, seagulls, they come down and nick your chips. Is it seagulls that could carry away a child? Oh, no, that's swans that can break your arm, isn't it? It's a similar thing, yeah. I suppose. There'd be a big seagull if you could. Dangerous. They've, they've got... They've got they've become you know they will come and feed won't they they will come and you see, I've seen different clips on the telly them coming mm. down and pinching things from tables where you know people are sitting having their fish and chips by the coast and it's not and too dissimilar to eating with your lot when we went to no. the pub that time and we had yeah. chips and yeah. I assumed they were going to be individual chips because no. Jez doesn't share no. um, there was quite a lot of mutual feeding yeah. Which I felt if you look closely with Adam. in the back of my kids' hands, there is little marks. <laughs> what, four what, little yeah. circles so right next to it. Every now and then, if they just get a little bit, if you just give them a quick little with the back of the fork, mm. it puts them off for a bit. Then you get to eat the whole of your dinner. So, yeah, oh, that's my parenting tip. For yeah, this no, one. I like that. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure that will that will make it in. <laughs> we might have to edit that out. That's quite nice. But we did warn everybody, didn't we? After dark, no holds barred, Adam mm. Frost. I know. I teased people a little bit on social media today that I'm actually not as in the newsletter I sent that I, I'm going to get you drunk on mead. Let's just skip over that for a second. I'm going to get you drunk on mead. And uh, I want all the goss, like behind the scenes dirt on Gardener's World, like proper, like. Cool. So you talk to them about that, yeah? About what? You were going to get me drunk on mead. You yeah, no, to we'll, people. we'll yeah. gloss what over that for say? a second. What did they say? I haven't heard back from anybody yet, but I think they're going to no. love that. They're going to love it. So that's what we want. Like after dark. You, slightly tipsy. I only have to sniff alcohol and I get a little bit silly. Yeah. But, I had a beer the other a, night. There's a problem. Yeah, well, so, well let's get back to that in a minute. So, um, so it's July, July's podcast, and it's right at the end of July. Have so you had a nice that's July? That's good, though. We've got it in July. Yeah, yeah. I know. It makes a change. That's good, isn't it? <laughs> it's about 50%. Yeah. Uh, have you had I a love nice... the way, that I actually quite like the fact that we even turn up late for our own podcast. That's because... No. That's how we rock can. and roll we are, mate. And we can. That is it, right? Yeah. We just do what we want. Yeah. Proper like famous that. now. <laughs> not even turning up on time to their own project. Yeah. <laughs> of which, like, there's not even, we don't even have a producer or a technical team or anything. No, it's I just think us. They've probably worked that out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, oh, a little bit wounded. Out. I did all that bit. Um, so, listen, we're almost at the end. Yeah. We have got three episodes left of our Roots, Wings and Other Things podcast. Um, Adam, is it, is it ever or is it of the season? What are you waffling on about, man? 
Well, like we're almost at the end of the podcast, so I'm saying, is it well, is it forever the end of the podcast, or is it just of season one? Well, so you want me to tell them is what you're really looking for is someone to pay us to do this. Well, well I think yes. You send me all these emails, and you want me to right. publicly put it out there. So there we go. Well, so if anyone wants to, you know, send us checks, <laughs> checks. or mead, checks, yeah, or mead. <laughs> um, look, I edit this. All right, it's going to be very short if we keep mentioning the mead. Um, uh, I I would like there to be another episode, another sorry, another series. Yeah, we, I think I think if we carry it on, we need to work out a format that I suppose works going forward, so it doesn't just sound too sameish over a long period of time. I agree, and I think it would be nice to do something a bit different in series two. Now we have had yeah. lovely support from our listener, um, and I think it would be nice to hear from them, like what they would like to. How they would like to mix it up or something. Because yeah. they have to, you have to remember, like, we didn't research podcasts. No. <laughs> as you probably, probably stands out if you listen to other podcasts. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's not like we did anything to plan it, did we? We just started and we still chatting. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> we still but do. interesting, though, I, if people ask me about the podcast, I just actually describe it as an experiment. Yeah. Well, well like, I'm an experiment. Well, it's a social experiment, really, isn't it? Well, for, well I'm a social experiment. Yeah. I think what I'm going to do over a period of time is, mm-hmm. is find something in you that you connect to and then stick to doing for a long period of time. That's what I'm looking to do with this. Are you going to tell me that you're really my father? Am I not? I, Can we wait till the last one to do that though? No. Because we'll get more for no, it. I, I might be your brother. Well, it's not impossible. No, there's not impossible. There's a little bit of similarity in how we look. Yeah. I mean, obviously... And actually, you think about back, you'd have been in the big house. I might have been... The bit on the side, being brought oh, up in the gardener's cottage. Yeah. Oh my god, there's a whole backstory. See what I mean? Oh, I'm loving this now. Yeah. Wow. My mind's racing a little bit. It's probably inappropriate. Yeah. So, um, my, yeah, my mum was. Well, let's. Yeah, I mean, side. we don't have to go into the. I know it's after dark, but we don't have to really go into the sort but it's of. It's not after dark, is it? Technical detail. <laughs> I wonder why they did it. Well, when well, it was in the cottage, or do you think no, it was in the main house? Pantry. Yeah. yeah. There was probably some fumbling around some... That must have been wild times, must Dispensed be. cocoa powder or something, or yeah. an egg. It's accidentally spilled. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> butterfingers. <laughs> Let's pick that up. <laughs> yeah, that's probably how you were... That was the last <laughs> thing <laughs> that was uttered before you were conceived. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised I haven't ended up with another name. So it's July, and mm. July's a pretty exciting time in the garden because it's proper summer. Um, yeah, I mean, we've had rain, we've had yeah. wind, you know, we've had this occasional little sort of sunny thing that shows itself. Yeah. But yeah, so it's been a typical, a typical July. I think um, you said to me, Alf, I felt, I'm finding this all a lot more difficult. Mm. I don't know about you, but mm-hmm. I'm. Yeah. I don't know whether I would be in the full march of things and. All the stuff of staying at home, you know, working out, it, it's lovely, mm. don't get me wrong, but there's something missing mm. from my life, and it's still, it seems to be getting stranger, not... Is better. it series two? Is that, is that what it well, is? Like a commission? Is that what's missing? What it, do you think that's what it is? <laughs> Hopefully. 
<laughs> could do with someone sending me some money. But yeah, I don't know. So it's been a it's been a weird month, and I think even in the garden it's been a strange month because yeah. it's because of the weather. You know, some things. Uh, you know, the, uh, the garden's taken a real good battery. Yeah. You know, so it, so at times in the day it can look beautiful, but then in the same day it can be being smashed about all over the place. So it's and it's those long dry periods and the long yeah. wet periods, and it? it's not. It's not had, you know, nice ama- even amounts ah. of both. And and then, you know, the reason we're not filming outside today is because it's blowing a gale. Mm. And that, it causes as much trouble as, as hot, dry days because it dries things out. And of course, everything's at full growth, at full height, so there's a lot more movement in everything. And Does it annoy you? No, not really. It doesn't annoy me. No, it's not annoying me. I don't, it's just that... Yeah, it probably annoys me. Mm. I had a little note to speak to you about trees because somewhere... Do you know what it might have been? Gardener's World. Somewhere did a special about trees and pollinating trees. Was that Gardener's World or not? I can't remember. There's so many things around at the minute. But yeah. And we mentioned the fact that trees are really good for pollinators yeah, as well. People yeah. forget that. And we've spoken a lot about trees, actually. Yeah. I skip through and the software picks up words that we mm. say a lot. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, yeah it is. Um, and I've never asked you if you've if you've got a um, favourite presenter on Gardens World. Who do you who do you hate? I th- who do you dislike? You know, that's, with, with me, that's actually um, that's not a word that sits in my vocabulary, is it? Jez, as you're giggling away to yourself, and I wish people could now see what you're doing because you're behaving like a child. Sorry, Helen. Hey, look at you. Unbelievable. <laughs> I'm trying to be professional. But you're not you called me out on it. But you're not professional. Right, yeah. let's just get it out. Let's just tell people what you've done today. Or you, 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 you you're trying to... to be professional. Now, now, well, you've just dug the hole. Now tell it... everybody what you've done. What was today meant to be all about? What was I excited about? Well, well, so I've got a relatively new PA. And um, she manages my diary for me. And I uh, was... Today, we were supposed to be doing a special with Mead. Mm. And I was going to... So you're relatively new PA. You've just chucked under the bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And uh, her name's Kat. And she... Is she she, up for a review or...? She is now. And uh, to think, this was the day that she got fired. And I was talking to you. So that's that's a novel, isn't it? It's a little day in the diary. Um, So she (laughs) is in charge of my diary. That's one of the fundamental... Jobs, uh, probably the easiest of all the jobs, and uh, she her, obviously it's her job to remind me of the things that are in my diary to make sure that I get to places on time and stuff. And it does specifically say there's a reminder about bringing mead tonight. Right, that's the, there's there's one little downfall <laughs> in all of that. No. All right, yeah. all right. Yeah. So now let's go back to the beginning. Yeah. You yeah. told me that you used to make your own notes and then you would peg it to you. Yeah. Right? You've got your peg on. Yeah. Um, Don't worry. Yeah. I've noticed yeah. that. Yeah, I've got it's not on. very colour-coded, that, by the way, not. everybody. It's a green peg on a blue and it doesn't really go. Mm. Anyway, the peg's so on as well and we've still got no mm. mead. No, well, I, I, I mean, I don't, I don't really use the, don't use the peg for, for just general notes, just gardening notes. But, but I did have the mead the other day when I was coming. You know, when we were going to record yeah. on... Sunday or whenever it was, and then I and and then you so said, you said don't. So we've got no mead. So you're not professional. Well, no, I am, and so I'm not drunk. Not, it's not. It's, I mean, anyway, what's it taste like? I didn't. Oh. What's it taste like? What mead? Yeah. 
It Please is. describe it to me. Well, so there are different types of mead. You can oh, get still mead and sparkling mead and uh, spiced mead. Spice mead is nice. So it's warm in the same way that whiskey is warm, right? That that warming, yeah, yeah, but yeah, but yeah. doesn't taste like whiskey, don't worry. No, no, there's I like a, whiskey. There's a That's s- not a matter of worry. <laughs> there's a subtle sweetness to it, but it's not sweet like honey <clears throat> because it's fermented honey and water, right? Yeah. But it's such a unique flavour. So it is really it, is unique. So is it more spirity than... No, than, it's more whiny, wine. more sweet wine. Right. And in fact, an interesting thing, if you've not um, got many friends, um, is that uh, craft beer and cider are taxed in one way, yeah. and wine is taxed, it has a much higher tax on it than, yeah. than cider and... Um, and mead, bizarrely falls into the category legally of wine, so it gets taxed really highly, um, which is why you don't see many people drinking it, because it's not, you know, it's not common. But places like, um, places, uh, TV shows like Games of, Game of Thrones, is it? I've never seen a yeah. Thrones game, but that one. So Games of, Game of, Game of Thrones? Game, game of, of Thrones. Thrones. Yeah. Uh, they drink mead in there, apparently. So there is a little bit of a, you know, interest in it now. So I drink it, tonight I was going to do it chilled with you. I'm so annoyed with myself. So cold... Okay, so August, we're definitely bringing mead, all right? Yeah. Yeah. Cat, can you put in my diary, please, in August to bring mead? Um. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, the cat have left by then. She'll have heard this, been told about me, by the way you just chucked her under the bus. Well, no, I... I, I, I mean, she, she's probably very used to it, actually. I'm going to be Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty true. much everything goes to go wrong. Nobody believes me anymore when I say, oh, that was cat, and they're like, mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they've yeah, kind I of got know. it now. Yeah. But. Um, so cold is really nice I always drank it warm because I didn't know you should drink it cold and warm it's a bit like sake in that sense then yeah it tastes totally different right so warm sake totally different to cold sake and some people prefer it one way or the other Um, I much prefer cold sake I think as this weird kind of warm it's too aggressive it's too strong for me as a warm drink I like the idea of so is it the sort of drink that I would just have with my dessert? So you talk about dessert wine, or is mm-hmm. it something that I'm going to sit there of an evening and have just one at the end of the day, or is it something that I'm going to sit there and enjoy the bottle through the It's a bit evening? preferential. So the sweeter end of mead spectrum tends to be like an aperitif, or like yeah, a... Yeah, do you know yeah. what an aperitif is? I don't like yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not that stupid as alcohol. <laughs> it's alcohol. You're good on the alcohol. It's just don't the ballroom you, you struggle with. Exactly. Don't you worry. My way Yeah, so like a, yeah. like a dessert one, or yeah. like cheese or something like that. But the, the less sweeter ones, um, you, absolutely, you could drink, you know, good good amounts of throughout an evening. Wow. Um, so Probably not in a tankard. No? Well, I mean, that bet they would in Game of Thrones. Ours is coming out I about fourteen percent. So if you'd not seen Game of Thrones, have you? No, I can't imagine for one moment they're going to be there with with the tiny people. Oh, they're not. Contact well, in the olden days, of course, that mead was they're the only like alcoholic drink, like that, right? Bottle. Was, I would not yeah, that's why they were yeah. all drunk. Yeah, I've read this really cutesy thing recently. You were saying about monks. So um, one of the places that I was researching for the production of mead, they used to take bottles of mead when they beekeeped. I've just made up a word. What an idiot. Beekeeped. What the hell is that? Set your master's thing. I'm, 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 I'm beekeeped oh, for years. Well. Oh, See, that's well. the partially coming out again, isn't it? That's that gun, then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, foiled by my own platard. Um, beekeeped. So when the monks yeah. went out to do beekeeping, yeah. they would take lunch prepared by the monastery and some bottles of mead, and they would stop for lunch and, and knock a couple of bottles of mead back. 
Isn't that a lovely thing? Yeah, see, that's what I want to come back as a monk. Yeah, yeah. I'd be, I'd be in my element, wouldn't I? Bit of cooking, bit of Well, cooking. and also, think about it, underneath that cassock or robes or whatever, mm. depending on which type of monk you are, you wouldn't have to wear any undies, would you? No. Free as a bird you could be under there. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. There's a beekeeping suit. People that make beekeeping suits called BB wear. And they have, like, a this ultra suit. And it's like a... It's like sting proof, but it's it's ventilated, and so when you wear it, it feels like you've got nothing on underneath. Like the wind just blows through you. That's trendy at the moment, apparently. What? We're not wearing anything being underneath. To, yeah, being after. Really? I've been told by the fifteen-year-old and the twenty-one-year-old weekend that it's apparently it's quite trendy to have something like your nipple pierced. Yeah. Right. And more or less wear a, a reasonably see-through top so that you can see the piercing. This is for guys, right? Uh, no, it was for ladies as well. No. Yeah, that's what I, did. I don't think they were whining me. Just your nipple or... How after dark <laughs> are we? <laughs> are we? I think we have to be careful, don't we? I mean, yeah, there's after dark and then there's after dark, right? So are we sort of sticking with about nipple piercings. Yeah, I know, but, but I'm saying, I was on about on not wearing undies. So well, I'm just telling you, that was, that was apparently... They had this whole conversation while I was cooking about people are wearing that sort of stuff. It started about wearing gym wear. That's what they were talking about. People were wearing, you know, tight leggings and wearing gym wear out. boom ba boom and it's becoming cool and trendy and boom 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 And then these sort of semi-see-through tops. Wow. I can't wait till we can go out again. <laughs> and hope it's still a phase. <laughs> I say things like this to and my girls go... <coughs> Dad, <laughs> then why is it that they think like just because like you're about fifty odd that you're actually smooth that mate? Well done. But you, you, you're well, dead. Over that. You're dead. Yeah. So all of a sudden you're old. So favorite tree? I don't know. How, I don't know how we ended up there, but this no, is classic. I didn't know how this is classic up. podcast yeah, yeah, material. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's only because I looked at my notes and I thought, oh, we still haven't done that one yet. Talk about the, the gay thing. Have you made any more statements this month? Statements. Have I, have, I, have I been statemented? Is that what you're yeah, asking? I've had a few people talk to me about it. Have, have I made any more statements? No. No. I don't think so. You're not following it up for any moments. <laughs> no, I haven't. I love the way you just go. You just like bang, boom. Well. There you go. Yeah. I quite buy that, mate. Well, I didn't do it for me. Well, so I say I didn't do it for me, and then somebody called me out on that, and I said, well, surely you did it a bit for you. It was like a bit of a release. And I thought, well, maybe, but that well, wasn't my... Like... No, 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 no. Anybody that knows you reasonably well knows that you do most things for you. <laughs> so there definitely would have been an element of that. <laughs> oh, Adam, that little I mean, neck nice massage possible. wasn't for me. I mean, that's the nicest sort of possible was. way. But... Um, but actually, I did it for other people. You know, I'd spent... Because it was right at the end of Pride Month, right? Yeah. And I'd not really thought about it. I'd just... I guess subconsciously seen a lot of stuff about Pride Month and then thought, well, if there's sometimes all it takes is one more voice, right? I think it's brilliant. I think the there's, fact, yeah, and I think if you know, if one person, sure, and like I said, brilliant. it's not necessarily about it's not about defining a sexuality necessarily. It's one more voice to say, actually, do you know what? Sometimes it's really good to make a point that the life you're living isn't the life you want to be living. Yeah. And so even if that resonated with somebody, yeah. it was on really a different level. Um, but that was my kind of you know, the biggest card, the most powerful card I had to play to kind of make that point. Um, uh, yeah, because to be fair, I just it, I suppose it upsets me that it still feels like at times a a difficult or can feel like still a difficult thing to do. Selena's brother didn't come out until. 
that was. That Freddie Fox song. Mm. And, mm. you know, for various different reasons. And, and that just seems probably upsetting for me actually sure you know as as a sort of as a friend right but so i think doing it publicly especially when you've got a public voice that's a good thing to do because if someone like you know shane you know an 18 year old shane or a 20 year old shane mm. had heard then yeah sure no i, I totally understand that it's, it's a strange social mechanism that human beings have you know there's a on the Somebody sent me a, a quote recently. I loved it. I can't remember it. I'm sort of paraphrasing it, but it's um, the world is full of prisons and zoos. Oh, how humanity still loves a cage, or something like that. Mm. Uh, and I thought it was really wonderful to think about how metaphorically and physically we cage a lot, right? Yeah. And we suppress a lot, and that goes to the extent. So I find it's a very difficult thing to talk about now, not being considered in a majority. Because as soon as you're a minority, I think the problem is that you get that eye rolling. Oh well, here we go again. You know, it's minorities trying to say that. Well, to be fair, you you was always you were always a bit posh, <laughs> and that that can be looked upon as a minority as well. And I know you keep us under glasses down, <laughs> but you know, so you have been used. to... My family's kept that, you in in good keeping for many years. Well, I mean, well, that's not well, yeah, you know, with their foot <laughs> most of the time. Kept me down. Well, but. You're but you but you sort of you feel good in yourself. I suppose that's what that, that was the crux about of it. What yes, I was trying to get to. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's good. I think I found mouse poo on your table. Do you think that's mouse poo? You, if it is, you've brought it with you. Is that what do you think that is, or is it a little bit of lead? It looks a little bit mouse pooy, yeah, doesn't it? Could it could be mouse poo. I mean, there is mouse traps that. That's cute though, isn't it? I quite like the little mice. Well, We've got. Living, we live in the um, countryside. Countryside. It's part of it, isn't it. I've got a man that comes to the farm. Stop it. And uh, the, 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 um... Has he been coming a lot recently? <laughs> More. Um, well, <laughs> he's, uh, we call him Ratman, which probably isn't very nice. Never to his face, no, which I was we probably say, should correct. No, I yes. Here comes Ratman. <laughs> his name's Mark. He's really lovely. Um, but he's our pest controller. And he loves mice. Yeah. And I, well, I can't quite understand that. But that, doesn't, that seems a bit odd, doesn't it? That's mice all right. That's it? like... Being an MP but liking doctors, it sort of just seems a bit odd. It's at odds with it, isn't it? <laughs> doesn't it? Or, or, or loving teachers. I'm not even sure how you got to that one. <laughs> but yeah. Have you got a favourite tree, Adam? Um, What's Joe Swift like? Is he a real. Swift is, is, all he, right, is he? Yeah. Look, I don't want to scale yeah. of one to ten. We were meant to be going fishing actually in September because he fishes a lot and we had this thing sort of lined up that we were. He'd organised a boat and we were all going to go out in oh, the boat. Okay. Not everybody else. I'm not sure he invited everybody else. But yeah, it was no. me and exactly. Who didn't he invite? Um, who was that people well it was probably just me Joe and a couple of the lads that that were filming us really but um, I'm not sure that would happen because he's um, he's been in lockdown I know Um, but um, I don't know whether that happened in September then so but he's alright mate he's a good lad I've known Joe for obviously I knew Joe long before I ever did television. Well, of course, that's the thing, isn't it? People think about Gardeners World as a TV show and they forget that all of the people on that TV show are gardeners, right? They are professional horticulturalists first, primarily, not TV presenters, right? Or most of them, both designers that have been kicking around for quite a long time. Yeah, so he's a good lad. You both look like as well. You look like you've been kicking around for some time. Yeah, well, him slightly more than me, obviously. Yeah, yeah, he's the old one. Is he the oldest? Yeah. Yeah. By a mile. Yeah, I can. No, I mean not between you two. I mean like, of all of the Gardens World team. Well, obviously above his lordship. Uh, is that what you have to call him? Yeah. Is that what you call me as well? 
Yeah. We'll just say yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anybody starting pushing them in, I call it Lord. Do you, <laughs> do you have to bow as well? To Monty. Mm. Would you, you just duff the cap? I don't mean metaphorically. Just I mean, duff the cap. It's well, that's when he's dead, isn't it? You have to do ball. that. That's not. Oh, you used to duff the cap. Where does that come from, by the way? Do you know what? What duffing the cap? Yeah. What's that all about? When people die, they used to do that, didn't they? Used yeah, to sort just of to duff the cap. What's that about? No. Yeah, that would we'll be an old. I mean, it was it was the thing you do at the Lord and Master and all that, wasn't it? So I bet, yeah, I bet it probably is some. Do you sort know of... what I think it's from? In the olden days, you used to, and, and somebody listening will understand this better than I will. But I'm piecing this together. In the olden days, you used to remove your hat and expose it to prove that you didn't have a concealed weapon, and then put it back as a gesture of "I'm yeah. safe" and uh, "It's lovely to meet you" kind of thing. And I suspe- suspect that over time, that's become diluted and shortened to just sort of touching the cap. Touching the cap. A, yeah. Yeah, just as an, an ode to that. Mm. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it, how like those sort of those oddities that we we carry forward. Yes. Where they start from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? just, I, we were talking about that, the kids and I, just the silly little phrases that we use as human beings as well. Yeah, like, get in this bloody house now! Well, you, like no, that. I've always liked the fact that you know, the kids have always got short names, you know, so we've got Cobb, we've got Liam, yeah. we've got Babs, and we've got Until You're Northern Yeah. Northern Suns. Abby Jane Frost. <laughs> Abby Jane Frost. Is completely different, you know. But also, the, old, the one we were talking about the other day was like, when... What would your angry name for me be? You don't want to know. Oh, no, I really do. No, no, it's not late enough for that. Oh, right, OK. Yeah. Oh, that's in the late, late one. Yeah, that's the late hey, one. Hey, who is it? Conan Doyle? At the moment, you're no, the tosser that didn't bring the meat. Yeah, well, that's fair enough. Who's the, the... Conan, not the barbarian, the other one, the American one that's got the late, late show. Oh, no, that's James Corden, isn't it? Yeah. Who's the other one? He's funny, James Corden. Who's the other one? Anyway, but he's got a late, late show. We could do a late, late... Late. Podcast. <laughs> late, 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 late podcast. Late, late. And we could be late for it. Oh, meta. Because we're good at that. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, like what that. I was going to say... Was your favourite tree? No, I didn't oh. to that. The bit about... It's going to be a long say, When you ask somebody how they are... Oh, right, yeah, yeah. And one we were talking about the other day, and then someone says, I'm not too bad. Lots of people say that. You say, oh, yeah, are they you? do. Not too not bad. Not too bad. So they're bad. They're not too bad. They're yeah. bad enough that they're coping with it. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense, does it? It doesn't, does it, when you start looking at it? Also, I don't think when somebody asks you if you're okay, they don't mean it. Mm. Nobody really wants to know. They don't care. No, do you know what? When people say casually, um, you know, how are you? I always take a really deep breath and they go, well, I mean, you might want to sit down. And, and they're like, the, the panic on their face is like, oh no, I didn't mean I it. Really I, was, yeah, I don't care. I was just, you know, it's just like a hello, really. Exactly. Oh, I'm so pleased you asked. I've been waiting for somebody to ask. Yeah. It's probably where Duffin the Cat well, from. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, so sweet, Duff the Cat yeah, move on. It started in June. Yeah. <laughs> it started with a statement. Frances Toppin on Gardener's World, she seems like really nice. Is she a real bitch? I mean, like, no. the bitchiest of bitches. No, she's possibly she? the kindest. I bet you she is. No, I can imagine her. Like, as soon as that camera goes off and she's all, like, all work wear and smiles, I bet she's like, get out of my Do way, you know, get you, me. You got affected by television very early on in your life. <laughs> Tell me about it, mate. I know. And I think you're very bitter. Francis <laughs> yeah. is a delight. Well. She's very, very... I've seen it all, mate. a lovely, lovely lady. I've worked with Shirley Bassey. Now, that is a diva. Well, yeah, that I can Everything imagine. is true. That I can imagine. Unless you've made it up, in which case it's not right. But no. Incredible woman, though. Very, very, very talented. Good voice. Yeah, very good voice. Do you know what I watched on Netflix, which is brilliant, is the Nina Simone 
documentary. Gosh, that's incredible. Yes. Really incredible. That made me sound very middle class, didn't it? Gosh, that's a, by Jove, Adam, you should watch that. Yeah, that's Oh, it's a jolly good... That's a jolly good romp, that. I'd have a yes. good going at that, I would. Well, no, you wouldn't. <laughs> have you got a favourite tree? Yeah. I'm getting bored now. I'm going to edit this. I'm, I'm, I'll, just, I'll cut it here and I'll go, tree. yes, Magnolia. Mag- Magnolia. No, Magnolia, no, mate. I must have told you what Does, my favourite tree is. Magnolia, mate. Apple tree, mate. No. Ah, right. Oak, oak tree. That's why we call him Oakley. It's no. not you, is it? No. Oakley comes from Man of Oak Meadows, if you wish to know. Manor, man, man of? of Oak Meadows. What is it? That's where, that's where the name comes from. Yeah, but what is Man of Oak Meadows? Man of Oak Meadows would have been someone looking after an oak meadow, I presume. Oh, a man of Oak Meadows. Mm. Mm. That's what it means, is it? That's where, that's where the... Like Selena means something to do with sunshine or something, doesn't it? Or peace or something like that. Or she must be a bird. <laughs> I think that's, that's in the brackets. El Capitan. <laughs> She's in the brackets underneath. <laughs> yeah. Yes. How is she? I'm if you wish to be and that old story, that old boy. I told you that one night about the old boy. Well, the old sort of he was about 93, 94, and been married for 60, 70 odd years, I think. And he was asked what the, what he put down success in marriage. And he said, he said, I, I worked out quite early on. He said, I, I could be right or be happy. <laughs> yeah. And I went for happy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that. It's a lovely old line, isn't it? We're moving on to another. Uh, anyway, question. favourite tree. No, it's too late. Well, I was going to tell you, it's a good story. All right. Sir Sister Philum. Sir Sister Philum. Which is basically the, the candy floss tree. We have spoken about this. Well, I think we have. This is terrible. That means I've either asked you about it I or we have. Did you plant one? I plant one. Yeah, I tend to put one in most family gardens because what's lovely about them, though they've got a really good season of, of good early growth, um, the bark gets quite interesting as they age, good autumn colour, but when the frost come and, and the leaves get crunched, they smell a burnt toffee. Oh, cute. Oh, mate. And it just, it, it sits in the air. Oh, wow. And, so, and I've put one in the garden, I put multi-stem, yeah, so I, I'll plant When did you plant that? Um, did we probably quite early on but did we yeah. do a podcast with I think you? you've probably mentioned it when you were asking me about my tree I'm thinking I'm sure I'll talk to you about trees <laughs> I was sort of thinking here we go again <laughs> yeah I wish you'd remember something that I told you yeah yeah so that's mine what about you I like it what tree yeah well I have a new favourite tree yeah and it's the weeping pear mm-hmm. because I asked Lovely Sharon, who helps, I say helps, that sounds really patronising. She basically runs the garden. She's brilliant. Because my doggy, Zeus, I have yeah, to, I have to say goodbye on Friday. I know. And I'm very, very sad about that. And I wanted uh, to have him cremated and to remember him. So uh, we'll speed up very quickly because I will cry. Um, so I've got a lovely pot and I've put a Don't weeping pear in it. I can't hold your hand. I know, I know. Um, uh, yeah, so the weeping pear because it's quite majestic and but it's gentle. It's got a kind of it's got a majesty about it, and it's you know it's strong and, and it's got leaves that are kind of like uh, they look a little bit like an olive tree. You know, that sort of you know silvery greeny color, similar sort of shape, I suppose as well. But the weepiness sort of blows in the wind really also, gently. Lovely. The sun coming in my head with that. 
Birch. What Birch means. Oh, okay. Just, I don't know why, there's something in the back of my head and I can't pull it. You're having like it. a psychic moment. This is like being yeah, in a room with a spirit to us now. I can't pull the actual full facts. It's somewhere back in the filing system. I can't, but I think there's a lovely, there's a lovely story and an understory to like birches or river birches or something oh, like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, it will do. Have a look, because you can always plant two trees for him. Yeah, I can. I put this one in a pot because I want to take it wherever I go. That's what you are. I'm, I'm thinking, how do I know that this is going to happen? Because you messaged me about the yeah. pots. Yeah. And it's beautiful. I went with one of your recommendations. Yeah. It's lovely. Big terracotta pot, hand, you know, yeah, made. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I yeah. could not afford it. It went on a credit card and I got the bill this month and went, ah, damn it. Um, but, but it's stunning, right? And I yeah. think some things in life you have to... You have to sort of do right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. And it's got, it's sort of, it's difficult to um, describe without it sounding a bit naff, but it's, it, it's sort of, um, I don't know if ribbed is the right word, but it, it's, it's kind of got ridges, you know, where I guess someone's run their thumb yeah, around it very gently. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah. when the light hits it in different directions, it's, it's kind of shadows, shadows that, yeah. That. And then you've got the shadows and the light that moves with the, the yeah, weeping yeah. pair. Yeah, that'd be lovely. It's really beautiful. So that's my new favourite one, but I'll look up Birch, thank you. Bless. But animals, they're a nightmare, aren't they? Uh, In the fact that how they get under our skins. Yeah, yeah. My a professor... So I won't that... push you on this. I just think it's for people just to... Yeah. Home. And all of us. I'm the world's... I'm a nightmare. When I was studying, a professor that um, I was taught by said that the more... It's probably a famous quote. But he, it was, you know, he told me, um, the more one learns about humans, the more one prefers yeah. animals. Um, yeah. um, and it's a bit like that Byron poem that we both love, yeah, right? Yeah. I love not uh, man the less, but nature more. more yeah. um, and I think it's that. I think it's the, it's, it's, I don't know, it's the friendship, it's the unconditional. It's, it's the unconditional, that's it. I was sat looking at him yesterday thinking, what what is it about animals that, but of course it's, it is three-dimensional. It is binary, the relationship. It comes and it goes, you know, and they give and, and, and they receive. But it's, it's more about the fact that, that they give so much. They, they give way more than they ask for. Yeah. They, they require so little. Yeah. And yet humans are the, largely the opposite. Yeah. Um, and, of course, we complicate things as humans. And there's this joy, this unity with, I guess, nature... And also having an animal in your life that there's a there's kind of a solidarity, a go-to kind of a connection that is that transcends, I guess, our cognitive understanding of a relationship with a human being. It's so much more complicated and and challenging, I think, with a human being because of language, probably. Yeah. Um, and yet, with both nature and animals, you can just watch and learn so much. You know, like a Sunday for me, like you, you know, our, our diaries are very busy Monday to Friday, a lot of calls, a lot of demand for our time, a lot of, you know, scheduled stuff. And so the weekends become quite sacrosanct. And Sunday for me is a, a lovely, peaceful day just to enjoy yeah. with the dogs, enjoy silence and, and all that kind of jazz and kind of reconnect. And, I, and I've just sort of learned more, uh, or he, Zeus, has taught me more than, immeasurably more than probably most things in life but he used to make my business decisions for me he'd, he'd come up in my office he hasn't been in my office for a very long time because he's about legs but he used to come up and sit in the office and I'd, I'd have like a 
you know, a thing to decide on. Yeah. And I just hold my two hands out. I mean, this is how flippant I run my business, right? It's no wonder I've not gone bankrupt. And I'd say, Zeus, what are we going to do? Like, is it going to be this one and this one? And this dog's, all the dog is hearing is blah, 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 Sometimes people would be like, oh, oh, really? And I'm like, yep, that's what we're doing. Yeah, that's what the dog has decided. The dog's decided, yeah. <laughs> Don't ever tell listen. my accountant that. I hope he doesn't listen. No, he probably doesn't. He'll be all right. <laughs> but yeah, um, I, they're, that's my they're all funny, aren't they? I think, I think what you're doing, you're making the right decision. And I think that also there gets a, a point with animals where there's a responsibility as well, isn't there? I oh, think, hugely. Yeah. Well, you know, here's a responsibility. We're jumping ahead a little bit. But this is one of the things that upsets me a little bit about the rise in trend in beekeeping is that, you know, people um, quite rightfully want to keep bees and they yeah. want to, you know, do their little bit for the environment. But without necessarily understanding the husbandry of bees, you know, it is a live animal or insect that you are deciding to put into your garden or deciding to take charge of or care of. So without understanding it, they, they sort of intentionally decide, oh, well, I'd, I'd rather leave them be, you know, let nature be nature, yeah. and just, there's a little pun there, and uh, if you were drunk, you'd have picked up on that, but yeah. that's my fault. Uh, and yeah. uh, let them be, and just, you know, then get, let them get on with it. Which What's is the percentage, mate? <laughs> ours is coming out about 14 point, just over 14%. Ours is a proper one. Oh, yeah, I'll knock you out, mate. Oh, that was violent. I didn't mean that. I, didn't, I wasn't being threatened. Well, no, I, just, I've got to... I'm not sure it actually exists, I'll be honest with you. What the media? <laughs> I cradled it all the way here on that Sunday. Well, not all the way here, about 10 minutes here till we decided it would be silly. We'd do it all in one go. Um, so, and then the weather turned yeah, out rubbish anyway, and I can't do the bees anyway. Yeah, so, so, and then they say, oh, you know, we'll leave them and let them get on with their own thing. But it's so wholly irresponsible. That's, that's like getting sheep or goats or a dog and just letting them in a field and saying, oh, it's nature, you know, I'll let them get on with it. And they spread disease and they, they get into all sorts of trouble inside you know the colony isn't managed you know having animals have whether they're pets whether whatever you have mm. there's a responsibility that you've got you know yeah. and and sometimes they're not they're not a nice responsibility are they no no they're not no no, no. but actually i tell you what you need to do which will cheer you up so um obviously are you inviting me to stay because i've always got a spare bag packed just no, in case that moment me. happens Oh, I right. thought you might. We might have a few too many tonight. But next then, time. But it's not happening. Oh. Um, but what I was going to say was mm. obviously, you know, I did that filming because Monty's away on holiday and it went out. Yes. Friday. You won't have seen it knowing you. Because no. you don't watch that sort of stuff. I don't watch telly. No, but you need to watch it. I did watch it. Yours. Did you? Mm-hmm. You yeah, couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> See? What I mean? <laughs> the me doesn't exist. <laughs> Maybe we it? don't exist. That's a drunk conversation, isn't it? Wow. We did that even without alcohol, mate. Yeah. Hey? That is, isn't it? That, that whole thing about... You know, oh, can we not? What way we go out that door? Yeah. Tonight. Well, you've only got one door, so we're going to yeah, go out... Yeah, we could go out right or we could go out left. And that will affect... Well, if we go left, we'll both end up in the toilet. No, if you or go the out other the door. main door, oh. go left, go right. Or if you go out the end of the drive, you go right, you go left. Yeah. I am going to go there because I don't know how to get home if I go right. We'll just go around in the circle, really, so you go right there. Oh, do you? oh yes, to the top. and Yeah, okay, I suppose. 
It's very difficult driving your own car, isn't it? I find it very challenging. Well, it would be for you. Mm. Yeah. Um, it's quite big as well, your car. Well, it's big for one person. Compensation, isn't it? Um, so, well. so, we have got some listener questions. Oh. Yeah. But we're going to come back to some design tips in a second. Because this sort of bleeds into this. Now, lovely Janine in Bristol. I nearly did it. That would have been so terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to do the accent in Bristol, but I'm not going to. Um, uh, she has asked, she doesn't talk like that because that sounds like an old man. Sorry, Janine. I'm not sure um, quite what that sounds I like. I think she sounds do lovely. It, do it again. Janine is a nice word as well. Do it again. What? Brastol? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> no, I can't. That's not fair, is it, if you live in Brastol? They don't all talk like that anyway, really. Bad bridge and stuff. I think you've gone down past Bristol. Have I? I think you're in mid Somerset. Somerset. Oh, no, it's slightly different, isn't it? Somerset. Ah, Brastol. Don't they say Brastol? I can't do it without doing that thing to my face. Yeah, that's weird. Brastel. Looks like I'm having a it's sort of like, cerebral event. Like <coughs> do you remember Popeye? I don't think you're allowed to cough anymore, mate. That's a thing now. <coughs> if not, don't worry. Oh, my. I've only had it for a few days. Janine in oh. Bristol. I think Janine's a lovely word. I'm a friend Janine of mine means. at school had a Labrador called Janine. It won't be the same Janine, obviously, but... Where, where's what does Janine mean? mean? Uh, what does it mean? Janine. I wonder if Janine knows what Janine means. Mm. I bet you it means something like... <clears throat> you be careful now. You'd probably already offended her trying to do it. I think Sorry, it means... Bristol, hopefully she's not actually from Bristol. She just lives in Bristol. She does say Janine in Bristol, not from Bristol. Right. Um, although we've probably just lost quite a chunk of <laughs> Bristolian. I love Bristol. It's a lovely place. One of my favourite cities, I like actually. Bristol. Um, I like the bridge. Yeah, the bridge is very nice. The other side of the bridge is nice. Getting out of Bristol, absolute freaking nightmare. Yeah, it is. Um, she has asked for recommended resources for increasing plant knowledge and skills. Now, I think that is a very savvy question. Only an incredibly attractive and intelligent person would ask a question like that of a podcast like this. And this happens to be Janine in Bristol. So, um, you know, if you've got an oracle like you, if you don't mind me calling you an oracle, Adam, um, I mean, you asked me to put that in my phone, so I've got you as Oracle when you ring. Um, that was an Oriole. <laughs> <laughs> See what I mean? You've just changed it to something else. I quite like those little biscuits. <laughs> just thought next time you come and bring me, you can bring me some biscuits. They could sponsor us, Oreo. Yeah, Oreo biscuits. The only problem is with Oreo is there's not actually anything in the ingredients list that is actual real thing. Yeah, there's not even yeah, any milk in it. Even, the only problem is I don't actually like them. No, well, not them then. We no. don't want them. Don't sponsor us. No. Well, unless it's lots of money. Would you sell your soul to Oreo? No, probably not. I would find that a little difficult to champion or endorse something, even if I was being paid lots of money, like just to, just because I was being paid money. I would find that difficult. Yeah, I don't think I could. I don't think I'd be very good at that. I'd be flying by a helicopter to my summer house thinking, I don't know, it's just something uncomfortable about this whole thing. I think you might pick up on my time. Yeah, I pick up on your tone all the time. Mm. I have to edit it out, mate. What you need to do is you need to buy this. Buy what? I see what I mean. That's, that's something that I'm not interested in. Yeah, oh. You just need to buy it. Oh, when I, yeah, when you have to do that. Yeah, yeah. All right, so not Oreos. What about nice biscuits? Oh, no, they're a bit generic now. Anybody can make them, can't they? Anyway, I do like a Jaffa cake, but I, I probably don't eat enough to be sponsored by them. Jaffa we might be going down the wrong line. So, um, yes, yeah, so I think that's a very, I'm very... half time at football, Jaffa cakes. Yeah. Instant bash. Yeah. Yeah, but you have to. I mean, I remember eating jaff cakes when I was little. When I was younger, well, not little, but younger. I mean, teens and twenties, and I'd easily take a packet. I mean, just <laughs> hoover them up, mate. Did not cook make those for you? No, that was before. 
No, it was before we went for a bit of a lean time. Yeah. Cut staff down for about 11. It was, it was... Had to sell some land. It was tough. It's really tough. Silver, keep the land. Money keep in the land, mate. Silver. Um, <clears throat> so, recommended resources for increasing plant knowledge and skills. Yeah, I think yeah. that's a great question. Yeah, that's don't a very great question. Yeah. Um, Where well do done, you go, well done, Janine? Um, Where's your to go-to? To be fair, um, for me, I tend to. Um, I, this sounds really sad, but I hoover up plant catalogues. Vacuum. Hoover. Vacuum. Vacuum. They won't sponsor us. What vacuum? Hoover. Hoover. No. No, they won't. I was just trying to get as many in as possible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we could do, we could, for the last one, we could do sponsorship bingo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Is anybody listening? <laughs> um, um, so, um, catalogues, a lot, um, which I tend to get um, from a lot of the sort of smaller nursery oh, suppliers. Clever. Um like a sales catalogue? Like a sales catalogue, so when I'm at the shows, nice. I won't just buy plants, I'll always buy the little catalogues because a lot of them yeah. are written themselves and have got beautiful little descriptions in. Nice. So those I use an awful lot, i.e. as well, you've got the website, a lot of those smaller companies mm-hmm. have website, and you get slightly more personal descriptions on a lot of them, sure. so I don't know, like a Beth Chateau's um, website I'll go to their shop has got lovely sort of information about plants does mean you occasionally get sucked in divine things as I well I think they know that um, but then um, generally obviously written word books and just mm-hmm. but but as much as anything um, even garden centres labels you know I use those and, and, and then you've got the RHS so I, I tend to I tend to dip in and out all the time and then what I do is I'll have a monthly magazine yeah yeah um and then within the magazine there's always what looks good this month and i'll make notes of those so i'm constantly keep doing it and doing it you know and it's, it's one of those things that you're better off just drip feeding i think that's really you nice know, to hear you say that cause... because you, you're just gonna get there's too much out there you know yeah, so yeah. you've got to find what works for you so well, I mean I've always got you may sound a bit sad but in my bag if I'm on a train I could have a plant catalogue yeah. and I might only read about five six plants or yeah, I yeah, find yeah. something new that I, uh, so it's it's things like that really that that I get that, that help me but the RHS again the RHS website, it's a really comprehensive website yeah. really comprehensive every yeah. time I go on there I think cracky whoever was tasked with this I mean it's, it's incredible yeah, it is absolutely yeah. Or, of course, I mean, do you know any garden schools? I mean, I suppose they would be good for sort of knowledge yeah. and skills. Yeah, mine. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but you're not going to sponsor us, are you? Tight ass. What? <laughs> I've just seen your drink. The A- <laughs> it was hot water. The AF. It was, it was uh, hot water with fresh mint in it. I'll tell you what, this mint, this blackcurrant or blackberry. Blackcurrant. Blackcurrant mint. Fantastic. I've never yeah. had that. Um, it's, it's really nice. Really nice. Cool, right? Really. Mm. Um, so, Adam Frost Garden School, they could come here. Yeah, they could come here. Yeah. So, I, hopefully, and what I would say more than anything is, is just drip, drip, little, little, you know, over a longer period of time. So, um, there's not like a Bible no, to go no, to? There's I, not well, a, there's the big RHS books, but I, I think that we all need to know, we all learn in different ways. Yes. You sure. know, there can be gardens that you can go around, so many of the plants are labelled. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to learn so much of my initial plant knowledge, you know, at Barnsdale working for Jeff, just weeding. 
Mm. I would be in the boilers and Jeff had everything labelled, so yeah. I would always be paying attention to the labels. At one point, I can remember when um, when they had the nursery and and you know I'd work weekends in the nursery, and someone was asking about a plant. They wanted to. I could tell you where a plant was. Yeah. In that garden. You know, this is you've got sun so so what let's look at. Well what you need to do is go up to the ex border or garden, sure, sure. look in the top left hand side of that and then you'll see you know, it and it's been there for five years. I love that. That, that knowledge like and that, and that is only something that you over a period of time. You know? That's something I've noticed actually, with connecting with a lot of professional horticulturists, quote unquote gardeners, on Instagram or you know, that like they follow mm. us because of the podcast. Is sometimes I'll notice that they, like on their social media, they visit a lot of gardens. Yeah. That, that's that's their, you know, because I guess that's where you guys get inspiration get from as well, inspiration. right? Seeing, yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't, I get, it's plants that I tend to get from, from gardens a lot of the time. I think design, my design stuff tends to come from everything from music to architecture to pieces of landscape yeah, yeah. to pieces of art to spending time with me spending time with you obviously mm-hmm. was at the top of the list but I didn't want to inflate didn't need to say ego. really didn't need to no, say anymore which I don't already have mm. uh, so, but what about skills Janine in Bristol does specifically say about skills as skills well. I mean uh, again you know the really local colleges that's got to be your first port of call so um, you said that's a, that's a thing, is it? They're, they're, yeah, so they're you've good. Got, you've got, yeah, they are a lot of them are, so you'd have, um, this is presumably if it's still open, so from Bristol you would have Cannington College, which is Somerset. Cannington College? Yeah, which was Bridgewater. Have they got a marketing department? Um, I would hope so, but they won't. It's education, mate. They won't oh, much no, money. Money, really. um, but also, yeah, short courses, things like that. But, but skills, <clears> the, again, the RHS are good at that because they they offer the first you know that that first sort of first one and two grades of, of simple horticulture you can do short, short courses you can do year courses so I would say that you know a lot of sort of local colleges still do offer horticulture so I would say I'm hoping now Cannington's still open this is me sort of waffling off the top well, of my head well and also of course because of everything that's happened yeah. I think everyone's going to have to re-explore what is still around right yeah. um, alright okay well listen Janine also has another question she's getting a bit grabby um, pl- <laughs> plant suggestions around a pond she was very specific very shouty Very. I, I like Janine she's a little aggressive but she knows what she wants She's very direct, and that's I think that's a good thing. Plant suggestions around a pond. Now, just wait, Adam, because this question is long, and she's very specific. Oh. There's plenty of resources online for what to put in a pond, but not around one. I'm on Bristol clay, and pond is pretty much in full sun. I've put extra liner around parts of the edge to try and create parts that are boggy. Oh, good call, Jenny. That's probably what I would do. But it still gets pretty dry in the summer. Well, you've created, I guess, a plastic pot. So even there where she's put those linings. Uh, suggestions for native and or wildlife friendly plants, please. Nothing tropical looking, full stop. I've thought about putting a hamalelis, yellow flag iris and some camassia, but not sure what else. Full stop. Adam, to you. I think you could answer that, Jess. <laughs> <laughs> what to put around it what would you put oh no don't put me on the spot I would put grasses because they are okay with the drier soil so and some of the characters would probably work in, in both in a sense uh-huh. 
And so if you break up the... some native, you could find native characters that would go. So that's that's not a bad cobweb. But also, just thinking about what we've spoken a lot about the soil. Perhaps we should just take a step back. Yeah. She doesn't have to have Bristol clay, no. but you can do something about yeah. it. So yeah. if you've got clay and you dig in some grit and some compost to help break that clay yeah. down a bit, you could change the soil around your pond. Yeah, so you can improve soil basically by, you know, like we do. I mean, oh, we've got clay here. So basically putting in, you know, more organic matter. That yeah. might take over a period of time. You improve uh-huh. the soil that way. Even if you are going to, um, if you're going to create boggy areas by putting a line around that I would always have dug down a good foot, foot and a half you know, so so a good sort of 300 to, sure. to 500 deep to make sure exactly what you've just said is that, that the moisture content stays in yes. there you know, if you have just got a shallow amount of soil, yeah. it will dry out, so you need that yeah. depth of soil around the edge but you maybe you look at plants that that would go you know, some plants sort of look marginal, but mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. but are not. Yep. You know, so I think that there's a group of plants to do that. But then things that will deal with those clay conditions. I mean, there's native sort of primulas, things like that. Yes. But what you could do as well is you could look at just if she wants it wildlifey. And what I have done around Ponsford is actually put more seed bases. So put mm-hmm. more, um, you know, damp. Yep loving sort of mixed seed mixes yep. and then done a little bit of survival of the fittest so you know what happily grows there will start to grow but that that is a certain look and and not over controlled so sure. but some of the other irises so iris sibirica will deal with a lot of drier conditions yep. than than what i know that's not necessarily um native um but even heather things, uh, not really on on clay so much i mean you, the, um, do they not no, there's only oh. one variety that will go on. It tends it will tend to be limeier soil, so a lot of them okay. are acetal. Um So the one that goes on limey is um, oh, it's gone out of my head now. It begins with C. Uh, it will come back to me in a minute, mate. But there's one group of of, of heathers that that we yes. all got in those conditions, but I can't remember off the top of my head. That's really annoying because I've got them all up the steps. Yeah, um, begins with C. It will come back to me. This is what someone asking about the plant knowledge. Just when you get your head but gets so full. The of, other thing I would um, would have said is that, and um, what she doesn't mention is the um, is how exposed it is. Because the other thing, of course, is that you know if it's in the sun, then it's going to dry out quickly. So if you can create a canopy and help protect so the sun, that would interestingly help, enough huh? as well. Like that's why the whole layer system works in a garden. Yes. Yeah. So if you can create in a, in not not a woodland, but if you imagine that as a setting that you create this series of layers so you've got, you know, trees, don't even have to be big trees, but yeah, smaller yeah. trees, then you've got your yeah. shrub layer, then you've got your herbaceous layer, and then yeah. you've got your bulb layer. What will happen is that that starts to create all these wonderful little microclimates. So really, in a way, you know, instead of looking at one level and just looking at herbaceous level, if she yeah. looks at maybe, you know, some shrubs that will work, then herbaceous plants, then bulbs, um, it's probably a better way to look at it. But I love the fact that you could think about um, a pollinator and wildlife friendly um, pond uh, because you know you think, okay, well, let me think, of, let me go do a quick bit of research, find some pollinator friendly trees, uh, and yeah. then balance with the ones that would fit there, yeah. and some pollinator flowers, and then of course you've got some lilies and stuff that can go in the pond and all that kind of. Thing. I know she's uh, Janine's very very specifically said um, around. But there wouldn't the pond. be events, you know. The old idea, things don't have to look tropical. You no, know, the, the, no. The native, not necessarily, 
doesn't have to. So even something like Regersia, well, not in this country. You know, Regersia, lovely sort of oak leaf, but they will describe it as a marginal, but it will grow quite well in in reasonably good garden soil. Sure. You know? So there, there's a group of group of plants that will will do. Jobs, That's another really. thing probably we should mention here for Janine and for everybody else is that if a plant isn't working in the area that you put it, um, always have a second spot in the back of your mind to think, mm. I'm going to put that there. That's my gold standard. I want it to go yeah. there. But if it doesn't look any good, you don't have to be disheartened about it. And say, That's a no, shame. I'll put it over there because I've got yeah. a plan Things B. Things like GMs, some of, the, you know, some of the hardy geraniums, some of the GMs, they'll work um, in yeah. those conditions. But I, I would look to provide a little bit of shade if if she can, just to get some more layers in there, but also think as well through the summer months when it is going to dry, of mulching it. Mm. You know, mulching it to try and hold some moisture in there as well. But I could see your face on a bag of mulch, Adam, and I mean that in a lovely way. In a lovely way. No, I do. Yeah. Because mulch is... the reply you get from Janine. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I have to say, I'm more than thinking about that. I'm not, but I, I love Janine. Yeah. Never matter. Um, so listen, I mean, I keep coming back to this whole three months left, mate. We've only got three months um, left of this podcast. Only three more episodes. Are you going to miss sharing album of the month? Do you remember at the very beginning when we used to do album of the month yeah. before you got carried away? Do you remember that? Are you going to miss sharing album of the month? Because music is a big part of your life, isn't it? It's a massive part of my life. It's, uh, yeah, and it's, it's a massive you, part of my... It's quite interesting because... Um, in fact, the youngest one has decided that he's going to. Um, he's he's decided now. I've grounded him for four days. Um, he's and he's got no social media. He's going to become a DJ. That's what he's going to do for his. Is that just so he's busy cutting music? And really moment, so annoy you because he no, no, needs no, to play it loud. I quite love it. I oh, quite okay. love the fact that he's going around, he's cutting this, and he's coming in and playing me these little thirty-second clips and like. What do you think? What do you think? And it's you know, a bit of garage oh, and a good, bit of sound. Good. And then I've got another one up the top of the stairs that, that at sort of half past seven in the morning when he wakes up, the first thing you hear is a bass guitar. Oh, yeah, I'm going to You know, and I, I, so I love the fact that maybe I've got them a little bit. Yeah, so music's big. So you'd be able to big find thing. somewhere else. You could do album of the month on social media. Yeah. I'll just give it to myself. EMI, they're a big album producer aren't they yeah. they could sponsor us we've spoken about here what we should do is work Sony. out Sony, Sony. Sony. Television channel as well. they have I know lovely, lovely Sarah Sony. hello Sarah if you're listening yeah, um, yeah. Well, we should work Sony out TV. all of the people that you have mentioned the album people yeah. we should work out see if there is a uh, like an average between them of a particular label and we could approach them and say look just so happens, Frosty loves yeah, all of your Frosty artists. Frosty loves all of your artists, yeah. And if Once you I just gone to see a, I got a cracking job in, mate. What? Oh, just went to see a met a new client, and he looks after some big oh, rock wow. musicians. Oh like, does wow! Does all their like live gigs things. Um, so I went and met him, and that was a lovely conversation. Oh, yeah, cool! Really cool. Was it in Oxfordshire? Um, no. Okay. No, no, no. Oh, is this no. that one where you were driving back the other day? Yeah, when I spoke to you. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, cracking. But it was a really nice, really nice weather as well. But um, yeah, but he was loving his garden as well. And yeah, so we had a nice conversation about music and people. And I will like to continue talking to you about music and people. I mean, yeah. our, our chats are going to continue. They just won't necessarily no, be recorded. No, they just won't right? be recorded, yeah. Um, but anyway, do you want an album? 
Do I want one? This mops out. Uh, oh, right, yes, I could do that now, yes. Do you want to do that now? That would have made more sense doing it that way around. I was going to yeah. do Book of the Month first, but so yeah, absolutely. This is a Bob Dylan one. Oh, I love Bob Dylan. Dylan. My dad used yeah. to love... Oh, well, hang on, you had that last month. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. You had the new what? Bob Dylan one last month. Rough and Rowdy Waste? No, I didn't. Oh, no, you didn't. What did you... You did do a Bob Dylan one last month or the month before. No, 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 you've done a Bob Dylan one, because I remember saying... Yeah, probably um, probably have, but this is new. Oh, a new and new one. ways, yeah, and it's good. Of course really it's good. good, Dylan. Yeah, I know, but he's had his moments. I mean, I've seen him live, and took Selena, and I thought it was the coolest thing in the world, and yeah. I'm not sure Mrs. Ross really got him. Oh, really? Yeah, I think he might be all stressed out of his head. Did you? Oh, a little bit? Yeah. What, for, for 40 years? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. But, um, yeah, so, cracking album. Um, so I've been enjoying that, but the boys have been downstairs in the office downstairs. Poetry things. Has he still yeah, got that? He's just got everything, hasn't he? Yeah. He's got... Um, Did you ever yeah, listen he's... to Rodriguez? Mm. You know the, the artist Rodriguez? Yeah, no, I haven't. So the, I think it's on Netflix. There's a documentary called Searching for Sugar Man. And he is very much like Dylan in the early days. Yeah. He was. It's a. It's an amazing. You should. You oh, would love it. that. Yeah, you you really it. would. Yeah, you would. Yeah. That is right up your yeah. street. And the story is like powerful too. Yeah, I yeah, will. You'll have to message me now. Remind me. Oh. Yeah. But also, another album of the month. No, I've got a book. Well, no, you haven't. I do book of the month. Yeah, but no, I worked it out. If I don't suggest books, you got nothing to read. We've been doing this nine months. I've realised, though, that really most of the books that you're talking about, I've already talked to you about before. Adam, we could have conceived a child in the time that we've been doing this podcast. And all of us... That would be difficult. That would be difficult. And actually, I've messaged messaged this lady as well. I had to write it down because I wanted to make sure I got it all right. So, The Well-Gardened Mind. By Sue Stewart-Smith. Do you know Tom Smith? Tom Stuart Smith, garden designer. Should I know him? You probably would actually okay. if you like the Chelsea thing. Tom's, Tom's, uh, incredible. You his know, his sort of um, title rings a bell. Yeah, he's, I've not he's, read it. He's one of the, the sort of the great and the good of, of garden design. And um, Sue is Tom's wife. Okay. Um, and she's a psychiatrist. Um, but the book mm. is. Do you know what it's? Not, it's written beautifully. It's, it talks about a lot of the stuff, I suppose, that I, I know. Yes. But, but she uses sort of case studies to demonstrate certain things, goes right back into history. Yes. Talks about, you know, even people like Freud loving gardens and maybe he would have been a gardener and this, yeah, that, and the other. Yeah, yeah. So there's sure. some beautiful bits on it, but it just, I don't know, it's sort of, the passion and the understanding comes off the page. It's a new book. Yeah. It's on Amazon. Yeah. Um, so you need to get that on. I well, I it. I was just searching for it, and mm. uh, it isn't. Uh, I don't have it because I, I just found the book, the, the cover. But that's absolutely what I would. Yeah. I would, I would look for. So and I, it, I and thought it, that was my book of the month for you because I thought then you it could be your book of the month for people next month. Oh, that's a good idea because. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. I, I'm looking for. There is a book that I bought. This is maybe um, somebody didn't. Ah, nuts. So, listen, 
Um, I just, oh, I know, I can look on my eBay. Right, that's what, oh, no, it wasn't, it was on Amazon. Right, so my book of the month, I've got two books of the month. Are you got a lot on that month? I've got, you know, life is a little complicated at the minute, yeah. Because you're um, just forgetting a lot, isn't you? Yeah, I get told that a lot at work as well. Um, can you talk about it? No, not now. Um, you sure? Yeah. Well, my dog's dying, mate. That's my, that's my, that's the only bit. I'm not, I'm not, not good with it. I don't like it. Um, but well no but you know maybe you need to talk about it yeah maybe Um, so the see what we could have done tonight is we could have really like had a glass of mead (laughs) end end of conversation we could have had a glass of mead but you forgot the mead but you forgot the mead and then we could have had a lovely conversation I think it could have been very good for you I that's very kind of you thank you Um. It's not. Inside, you, I mean, it's on eBay. So, well, the one that I was going to suggest was Rick Stein's India, because I've been cooking from it. So, my best mate, Kate, who's married to Pete, who is like my, I love them so much. They're, they're my bestest, bestest. But I've known her the longest of all of my friends. I found it. Um, so she gave me this book for my birthday, Rick Stein's India. Yeah. And check this out. Isn't this a lovely thing? She's used it and cooked it through yeah. and they love it. And so she bought a new copy for me and, and wrote and put little like post-it notes in the, her favourite recipes and put a little note saying, you know, we've had this when you came to stay and this one's a win and this one's great for breakfast. I thought that was a really cute thing to do in a book, right? So um, what's nice... Uh, and would you like the same thing? Mm, is that I get to use stuff that I've been growing in the garden in a constructive way so rather than thinking oh gosh I've got loads of beans or oh gosh oh what's really this you know it calls for a tomato and you're like oh I've got a tomato I grew that it calls for an onion I've got an onion oh I grew that garlic there's something isn't there even if you bought most of it we've we've had so much I love Um, it yeah and actually it's interesting with this whole lockdown thing the whole family have engaged in it more I think Uh it's more dad's provided this stuff you know he's not here it's this that and the other but actually now, because I've been at home, we've cooked, yeah, so much more as a sure. family, and it's made the kids in, engage in what we're actually yeah, growing yeah. and that difference in. That's in critical, mate. Isn't it? I mean, yeah, critical. Yeah. So the but other Rick book, Stein, yeah. Rick oh, Stein's also, have you it's ever good. read Rick Stein's autobiography? No, I've not. Read that; it's really you interesting. Like it? I mean, yeah, because I, I I'm thought, not a huge fan of being on telly. I, I quite like him. I like it. I like. Yeah, I do like him. I like, I like this sort of, just his delivery, the way he is. But interestingly enough, but I did think, I knew that he went to Uppingham School, which is which oh. is a posh school near here. Yeah, I didn't very, know that. Very posh school. And so I, I always knew that, uh-huh. you know, because I suppose it becomes local knowledge. Sure, sure. So I just thought that, you know, he was a, he was a posh boy that, that, yeah. that was part of it. But actually, no, he's lived a life or two. Yeah. Or two, right, okay. Yeah. And so <laughs> Which he says in his book. It, the autobiography is really, it's a really good read. You've written a lot of, you've, I mean, yeah. it's turning out that you read more than I do. Well, then. if I'm not reading them, I listen to them and I sort of digest them. However, if you think I drive a lot, a lot of the time yeah, I'm yeah. listening to a book or I'm doing this or I'm doing that. So. I'll tell you what, mate, I'll do you a swap. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to do you a swap. Right. Uh, the other book yeah, that I'm reading is called Last Child in the Woods. Jesus. Saving Our Children from Nature Deficit Disorder. By Richard Louvre. It was recommended by one of our listeners. Mind blowing. Even from somebody who's done research in that area, even from somebody who's a total convert in that, even from somebody who lectures on the very subject, it's phenomenal. Is it? Mate, 
Very good. Um, so. Audio. Pardon? Audio. Oh, don't know. It's an older book. It's out of print. I had to get it secondhand on eBay. But maybe, I don't know. But I tell you what, here's a deal. I could read it to you, couldn't I? You could, what I would a bottle of meat. Mm-hmm. That'd be good. Mm-hmm. I look forward to that. Um, you could do that, you know. I'd be looking forward to doing that. What? Doing, read to you? No, doing like voiceover stuff. I don't think I'd be very good at voiceovers. I've got an annoying voice. Yeah. When it comes out of my head, it sounds okay. And when I listen back... I think, that's terrible. I've got this weird thing that as soon as I press record, it goes up about four octaves. I don't know what it's about. It's probably because you're holding your bollocks. No, that's probably what it is. It's because I need a wee. Um, it's so easier if you don't, you need to relax. I've got an album of the month. Oh, now you're trying You should see your space. Oh, here we go, here we go. <laughs> no, I just, I've just got you enough. Of like, you didn't even know anything about music when we met. And now you've got an album I played of the, the recorder month. at school. Now you've got the album of the month. So my album of the month, uh, I'm just checking the title, it is, yeah, uh, is Recomposed by Max Richter. Or Richter? Richter? So how did uh, you come across this? That is a very good question. I think somebody quite a while ago recommended it. It's Vivaldi's Four Seasons, Recomposed. Yeah. I Really loud in the car. It is phenomenal. Any words? No, no, it's Vivaldi, mate. That's what I mean. Vivaldi. Oh, How yeah. would you say Vivaldi? It's a bit like Audi, isn't it? Would it be in front? Vivaldi. 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 Audi. Yeah, Vivaldi. I don't think it was that. Um, if you do that, you remember it. I think you would like that. Yeah, I do actually. I do like a little bit classical, very loud. But it's modern. I mean, it's pulled apart, and I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. it's powerful stuff. Yeah. Really but, powerful. Yeah. Well, I will give it a go. And your little one would like it. There's a track at the end. I have to fast forward. It's yeah. a little bit street for me. I'll be honest. Um, but there's a track towards the end, it's all a little bit like cool, you know. It's all I think a bit you could do it going out. Bassy yeah. and gangster and stuff. Yeah, like a bit of that, you, have different, you have different music for different different times. Sure. You've just got the boys in the car. Yeah. Different different vibe. But the girls in the car, different yeah. vibe. That is Frost in the car, different vibe. When my best mate and I go driving, Kate, we listen to Andrea Bocelli very loudly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. That's, that's good music to make love to. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, now, now we're at the after dark bit. <laughs> yeah, nice. Well, Andrea, do you think Andrea Bocelli knows that? How would you feel if you composed something or made something and you knew that people made love to the music that you... I don't know if that's an awkward thing, is it? Do you think many no, people think make love to Andrea Bocelli? Not to, I, think, I mean, to his music. I, mean, God. I think that's, No, I think that's a beautiful thing. I think that's a, if, it, if anything... It would be a compliment. On, if people touch on... Your emotions, yeah. How many people do you think make love like watching Gardner's World? Well? They, they sit in bed on Sunday morning and watch me in bed. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> I was quite made up. I bet you were, as I'd imagine they were as well. Um, yeah. <laughs> so there is an update to the Mead, in as much that I'm about to press go on this crowdfunding campaign. I'm going to do it. I'm going to actually do it. You need to have a product to do that. Yeah, well, that's what the crowdfunding campaign is about. I've got to buy these barrels that are really expensive. I d- I've and you can I, invest in a part you? of it. What? I wouldn't push it too far until I've tasted it. Because, because of... the problem is you're surrounded with people that will say yes to you. <laughs> I can assure you I'm not. <laughs> well, it's like... <laughs> you get to know Cat more. Whereas, okay. whereas with me, you, you know, you're going, well, she'll be left to anyway. Oh, that's true. We know yeah. that. Yeah, that's true. Cat anyway. I'll just walk in in the morning, there'll be a note on the... Yeah. 
written in excrement yeah. on the table. Look, I'd be on the door. Yeah, I'm making her out to be probably quite a lot worse than she really is. She's got a maths degree, a higher maths degree, but she can't add up. She has to use a calculator. <laughs> it's hilarious. I love it. Makes me feel clever for about four seconds, and then she comes out with all this other stuff, and you're like, I'm not clever at all. No, my that's the, the oldest boy did further maths than in this. Mm. this oh, that's what Cat did. I wonder if she knows him. There can't be that many people that do further maths. Them strange people. Because mm. it's not really maths. But it's not normal, is it? It's not numbers. No, it's not. So when someone it says shame maths, yeah. it's, it's numbers. Sure. So you get to the end of the week, you've earned this amount of money, you spend this amount of money. Exactly. You can put this much water. What colour with a bus driver? What you to spend yeah. on beer. Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. You know, I might measure everything up so I get the areas, things still numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we start talking about letters. Yes. Well, yeah. that's a song. Yeah. That's a story. Mm-hmm. That's a not book. numbers. No. Do you know who it is? Pythagoras. Yeah. That's where it all started. And he could well have just been ill, couldn't he? Some crazy bloke in the corner going, oh, triangles and B and A and square. Yeah. Or mead. Well, hang on a minute. This Now, if you had mead, you'd be defending it. Because you haven't got it. Yeah, but he might have had it. A lot of it. He's gone to a pickle who fermented his brain. Yeah. <laughs> think about it. Oh dear. That would have been what they would have. So there is going to be a little link to where people can, uh, should they wish, support in some way. And they don't have to support physically or financially. They could just share the campaign and say, look, this is happening. They're trying to bring so back what's a, get, So what's the score? Yeah. So, so it's a 100 plus year old recipe. We don't know exactly yeah. how old it is, but it's, it's old. It's definitely over 100 years old. Yeah. Um, I pieced it together. It took ages. Um, and there's elements like, you know, what type of barrel it gets stored in and yeah. all that kind of jazz. Um, I've only found them in one place in the world. It's a nightmare. They're really expensive. But there's, it's not about the mead. It's about the history. You know what I'm yeah. like? I'm like a, you know, I like all that. I like preserving old stuff and, and, and doing or trying to do the right thing. You can see that what you got on. <laughs> Bless you. And, um, Will you spend some of it on clothes, though, if they give you enough? <laughs> Promise me, yeah. Hey! What, like on <clears throat> Paul Smith clothes? Yeah, hmm? hey? He could sponsor our podcast. He'd love I it. mean, he basically sponsors you anyway. You're never yeah, out of his stuff. Could, he could come on it. Yeah. Well, hey, now that's a thing for possibly series two because yeah. we've already had a couple of people approach us, haven't we, about yeah, saying, we "Can we come on your podcast?" Yeah. And me and you are like, "No, it's my ball. I'm playing with <laughs> exactly, it." Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but if you send us money, yeah, yeah of course you can. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so anyway so the idea is to raise yeah. some money to get this thing so, yes yeah, so it's just a classic crowdfunding project yeah. it's not I mean raising money always sounds a little bit like beggary and I suppose if you looked at it and really pushed it to the you know stripped it back it's exactly what all crowdfunding campaigns are but it's about being a part of it so you don't just it's not just giving me money for me to yeah. make mead um, there's a certain number of the first batch of mead like batch number one which is always yeah. the most beautiful that that you get you can invest in uh, or you can just buy a jar of the honey from the particular type of honey that makes the mead um, or if you haven't got any money you can just share the campaign on social media but that's the idea is that we take this recipe that's been lost for at least 100 years and we start to make it again but to it, it vicariously does a number of things obviously it helps support the native British bee that we're mm-hmm. rearing by using the products that they um, produce excess of which but it in turn raises awareness of that and also of British honey because so much of what we eat, not just for honey, but so much of what we eat is adulterated. 
Um, you know, 75 or 7% of people in the UK eat honey for breakfast. Yeah. Um, it outsells jam uh, in terms of a breakfast product. Um, yet still so many people say, oh, I don't like honey. But it's a bit like saying you don't like chocolate or you don't like you know, wine. There's so many different types of it, which is why I was so excited about bringing you this mead. I can't believe it, but next month. Um, because I think it's genuine. I mean, look at gin. Here's the classic example, right? Yeah. Gin, mother's ruin, yeah. only ever for old people. Yeah. And now there's a revolution it's that happens. And yeah. suddenly, you know, however many years later, I mean, how long? I mean, it's probably maybe 10 years sort of been a thing, it's Jim? Been, yeah, it probably is. It's probably, yeah, it's probably longer than we think and it is. And it really snowballs, doesn't it? Yeah. And, and then, of course, it about gins spurred the tonic yeah. and the mixer revolution as well, right? Yeah. So I'm thinking, mead, this could be its time. Yeah. I'd like to see as well if we, like, if you can take it in the direction of a spirit as well. Yes. The disti- Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I've had a distilled version. It was just like whiskey, but the slight sort of honey flavour. Yeah, it was beautiful, that sounds clear, like beautiful. The the honey whiskey that yeah, I had, yeah, yeah. which was that's how I preconceived that yes. the mead might be. So I'm hoping <sighs> at some point that we could. Hey mate, it's just come to me. Go on. The frosty rose. Yeah. Hey. Like that. like that ship that sank. Yeah. Not Titanic, the other one. Yeah. Hmm? We got that one back, didn't we? Hmm. Well, yeah, it was a second film of that. That was weird. Did you ever watch that? Yeah. Horrific. Same thing all over again. It's like Jurassic Park. I was dragged to see the fourth one or fifth one or eleventh one or wherever it got to. Within 20 minutes, I'm like, you are kidding. They've got out again. This is nuts. Like, seriously. (laughs) (laughs) Only 20 minutes in. Yeah, I know what the rest of the film's going to be. I went to sleep. Yeah, and now we've got to run away from the next hour. Yeah. Um, now, what, talking about bees, what, yes. so the crowdfunding, so you're going to launch it, get the details, come on. Yes, so I'm going to launch the crowdfunding, ca- well it's a weird sort of URL, so I'll put it in the notes. All right. It's on Indiegogo, you get, traditional British mead is, um, is, is what the campaign's called. And I'll, I'll give you all <laughs> an update on what it tastes like, Yes. when I eventually get the taste some, yeah. if I live that long. Yeah. But, what's that mean then? Well, that was I, passive aggressive. No, it was just aggressive. No, Because no, no. um, I'm disappointed, I'll be honest with you. All right. I'm incredibly disappointed. I don't like I it when you're disappointed. It makes um, me but also, well, in the B world, yes. in the B world, give us an update. Where, where are we? What should we be doing? Um, and what? Because we tasted some. Hey, your honey. Wow, wow man. Your honey is incredible here. That's some of the nicest honey I've tasted. I Beautiful. couldn't believe how not just floral but it was the fact that he stayed mm. do you know what on the way back Tommy one of the guys that helps me yeah. out, we were talking about it and for ages he was saying there's something about it I said I don't know because you've have you got acacia trees here in the garden or not are they acacia or not well yeah they, well they're all rabinias so they're all because okay. yeah. um, they'll love that right yeah. so I said I don't, I don't think it's that and he hit it on the head it's elderflower now it won't be elderflower because yeah, they no, don't forage on elderflower no, but it tasted right. elderflower yeah because when he was discussing it when he was there when you were sort of putting everything back together after he'd upset him <laughs> um, but he said there was an elderflower and there was an elderflower mm. sort of undertone to it I don't know what that is because it no, won't be elderflower it won't be elderflower but there's obviously got to be something. Lovely, though. Yeah, it could incredible. just, but it's like pairing stuff, isn't it? You know, when you pair certain things together and you get a different flavour yeah. or something. But a beautiful match, and I, and I love that. 
Um, so it's coming towards, I mean, all beekeepers are thinking about the winter now. That's the really weird thing. We're starting to think about the end of the season because August time, um, depending on what the very end of um, the season's like, if we get a really good burst end of August, yeah. September, and there's a nectar flow again, um, they might continue to bring in yeah. honey. Um, so we're thinking about, okay, making sure that the colony is strong enough going into winter because the yeah. queen is about to start slowing down her laying. So that means that gradually the size of that colony is going to decrease. Um, and obviously most ethical beekeepers and sustainable beekeepers are thinking about how much of that honey they're going to take away. Yeah. So the excess they take away, we've got to leave enough for them because that's the only reason bees make honey. A lot of people don't yeah, realise that. It's, it's winter food, mm-hmm. yeah. Capitalising on what's available in the summer. Um, so uh, a lot of disease prevention though because the thing with varroa mite, which is the, the big yeah. varroa destructor, the population increases, the, the population of varroa increases with the population of the honeybees. Yeah. The queen honeybee starts to stop laying, and so their population dwindles, but the varroa population continues to increase. And so you end up with this real kind of um, messed up you know, curve, if you look at it on a graph, where you've got still masses of varroa, but less bees. And so that, that can be a big problem. So we'll be looking at um, managing that into the winter. Um, and also mitigating losses because there are some colonies that don't make the winter and that would happen yeah. in the wild anyway. So as beekeepers, what you look to do is to take really strong colonies and take several frames of the emerging brood of the young bees yeah. into a separate colony and grow them on um, so that you end up with effectively two or, or an insurance policy over yeah. winter basically. Um, but that's what we were doing a lot of at the minute. Because last time we were here, obviously we couldn't find, couldn't find the queen. Yeah, no, she'd gone. Yeah, yeah. she'd gone. Mm-hmm. And obviously they were, they were looked like there was a couple of, there was looked like there was really. Yeah, the, new queen the queen cells. Emerge. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think I think Tommy counted eleven. Yeah. So so I haven't seen you since. Com- so have you been back and seen? And no, because of the weather. So no. I was going to do it today, but yeah. the weather hasn't been good enough today. Um, so what you would what you're looking for is emergence. Now, obviously, I didn't plan for them to have a new queen, so I don't yeah. know quite when that queen cell. But f- I know that from it being capped to emergence is only you know sort of six days. Yeah. So uh, you you know kind of roughly you know give or take a couple of days when that's going to emerge. Um, and interestingly, with queens, it's pretty much spot on. You know, it's not like if you've got I don't know a a, a cow or a foal or something. So yeah. you know any day now or a human. You know, they can tell you a date, but it could be a week before, three months before, a month after. With bees, 16 days from an egg to a queen emerging. Occasionally it's on 15 and it catches you out. And occasionally it might be on day 17. But pretty much 90, I don't know, I'm making this up, but 99% of the time, 16 days, bang, out she comes. Hello, here I am. All right, it's clockwork. Um, and, And so the nice thing is if you're in control of that or if you're aware of that process, you know that on this day in your diary... There's going to be a queen there. So what I would do is look to make sure she's emerged um, and that she's healthy and fine and we don't have to do anything with her. Um, And then she will wait until the weather is good to mate. Now I know, because of the weather we've had, that she will still be a virgin queen because we've not had the time or the weather for her to go mate and come back. Um, So in the next sort of few days... I was going to say, they reckon, don't they, by the end of the week, our weather's going to change or whatever. Yeah, and so we'll I'll pop back in just real quick, and I don't like to disturb them too much um, this time of the year anyway. You know they're making honey and pulling nectar in, and yeah. and also wasps. 
you know, wasps have suddenly now, July, become a really big yeah. problem because wasps now don't have a purpose. Their queen has yeah. left the nest. There are no young to feed. So all of these wasps are left going, what, what, what am I supposed yeah, to do? Right? To so do, it's yeah, survival yeah. of the fittest. Yeah. They're only interested in themselves. Yeah. And it's now, this time of the year, that people start getting stung by wasps because yeah. they're you know, aggressively finding food sources. We've got a couple of our colonies being bothered by wasps at the minute. I've got to go and sort that out tomorrow. Yeah. Going to go on patrol. Just keep, keep the wasps at bay. Yeah. <coughs> uh, growl at them and Just stuff. To, yeah. I can see that working. So that's good. So I mean, people can be helping by obviously planting more well, flowers this yeah. time of year. Yes, I don't think there's really ever this time of the year in July into August. I don't think there's really a problem in most areas of the country no. of a lack of flowers. No. But this time of the year is the time to think, okay, what are they going to eat in the winter? No, I was going to say, that's what I was going to say, to so start planning now for yeah. sort of later flowers. Absolutely. Going into winter, yeah. I've said yeah. all the time, it's such a simple thing, but, you know, it's joyful to think that if you plant for pollinating insects, you get a garden all year round. Yeah, exactly. So many people yeah. have just soil in the yeah, winter or something. Garden, and gardening with that. It's lovely. That and, in mind. and I suppose I'm biased to use the term pollinators in mind, but it's nature in mind, yeah. isn't it? If you, It's same as like... Um, not cutting that lawn. Yeah. That's been like... Hasn't it been amazing? Amazing. I tell you what, mate, though, Billy <laughs> numbnuts here. So the, so I only this time of the year cut the lawn once a month. Yeah. All the clover grows, bees yeah. all over it, right? It's yeah. gorgeous, isn't it? Yeah. So I go out with the dogs. Lovely, lovely day. Barefoot. <laughs> Come on, boys, let's go for a little... Drink. Ah! Stood on a bee, stinging my foot. I'm like, ah! Oh. It's meant to be good Idiot. <laughs> Connecting to the ground. Yeah. They don't point out you don't need a bee between you and the no, ground. No, no. Yeah, what a doofus. Anyway. Yeah. <clears throat> so we've got, um, very yes. quickly, we need to wrap up. Um, well, we'd better just do a few gardening bits, but we first, I suppose. Yeah, back to yeah. basics, eh? So yeah, I've we got... Did soil. We've done we? soil. Soil last yeah. month. So actually, to be fair, I think, um, interesting enough for a lot of people, I think veg gardening very much... Again, for you, starting to think like beekeepers towards yeah, the winter, exactly. right? Towards exactly the autumn. That. So I would be, I would be looking at, you know, I'm constantly sowing things like salads and whatever. So never sell the whole packet, you know. Do little drip, 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 keep it going. But also starting to put in some crops that maybe you might think about. So a couple of weeks ago, if you can still get hold of them, I've put, um, I've put my leeks in in the last sort of two weeks. Um, you know, I've sown carrots that will go, you know, hopefully they'll be for winter. You could still probably buy kale, get kale in. That means you could mm. be using that for the winter. So there's still quite a few crops that if, if you're clever and are quite sharp, mm -hmm. you can get your hands on, get them in the ground, and then it would be nice to sort of be thinking very much about about Christmas, you know, and, and what you can maybe bring to the Christmas table. So we're starting to freeze stuff now, um, and very yeah. much with that, in mind yeah, is that lovely. I would love to create, you know, our Christmas meal from from the freezer, you know, and and if not the garden as well. So yeah, that right, sort that's of side of stuff's nice. But again, I think I'm starting to to look at, at later colour. So things like um, I don't know what I've been looking at. Things like Adratina, which is a lovely sort of um, one that I've got in the garden. Lovely dark leaf Adratina chocolate, which is lovely. That's a later flower. Some of the Eupatoriums. Um, great for later flower, obviously all the asters, things like that. So um, some of the echinaceas will all be later flowers. So it's quite interesting now because though you say there's a lot out there, it's also a, we're going to August mm. and and actually gardens seem to go 
you lose a little bit sure. period of time until they pick up again. So a bit like the June gap. Yeah, it's a good it's a good time of year just to start thinking now about what your garden's going to look like in September, yeah. October. You know, ornamental grasses, brilliant because yeah. they're going to come into their own. So, so that sort of stuff I think is is good to and of course and, and also starting to collect seeds. Start yes. collect seeds yeah, we've been and, doing that. and you know planning for next year, but also new gardeners taking maybe some cuttings. You know, look doing some research online, getting your hands, you know, getting your head around, just taking a few tip cuttings and start yeah. to prepare things. You know, I'm going to do um, the dahlias. I've got dahlias that have done really well. Plus, I've got dahlias from last year that were all right, but weren't good enough. Sure. To put in the garden, but me being tight, I won't throw them away. So yeah. I just have them in a pot in the corner yeah. in the veg garden. And I just let them grow on enough that I can take some tip cuttings out. Yeah, yeah. So I'll take the tip cuttings out, get them going, and actually they will make fantastic plants next year. Yeah, so we spoke about that before because there was some bloke on Gardeners World doing oh, it. Oh, because they there? flower a lot better yeah. from the tip cuttings. Yeah, they do. Get a darker they, yeah, colour. Exactly. So, yeah, so that, all that sort of stuff, all those tender perennial stuff, yeah, so there's loads to be. I love doing, that. You know? It goes hand in hand with something I was writing about today about future planning. Because everybody, I think, during lockdown has suddenly felt very much about the here and now, very much focused on, uh, and I think a lot of people have struggled with the fact that there wasn't a future. They didn't know when they were going back to work. They didn't know when they could travel again. They didn't know, they couldn't future plan. But they could have done all the time. You know, you can still plan. That's what I was doing. Yeah, right. (laughs) Your escape. Yeah, I I I literally was planning planning my future in that downtime, yeah. And next month, we will have probably more news on an online workshop update, won't we? And mead. And mead. God, next month's going to be a cracker, isn't it? Yeah. I sort of feel like this month's just one big deal. Yeah, we will. So we're going to do that, aren't we? Yeah. We're going to do this, this big... I'm excited about that. Workshop. Like, really excited about yeah, that. I think it'll be really good. Particularly, really good. I've started making some notes on your notes as well. So oh, you'll like cute. That. Yeah. I'm yeah. making more notes, yeah. so I need to send you those as well. Yeah. You didn't just, you know when you phoned me in the car though, and by mm-hmm. the time I got home, you didn't write that all down, you already had that planned, didn't you? You didn't just write out. Oh no, I did, afterwards. I didn't have it planned, I just knocked it out, I thought, oh okay, it's <laughs> an after dark phrase. Yeah, um, wow. Yeah, no, I just... I that just, quickly? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Well, I, 20 minutes, well, average, isn't it? <laughs> So if you've got for next month, if you've got any questions about mead, about going into the autumn, or, or hey, if you've got links to a potential sponsor, yeah. hey, cat, my cat, you know, the, well, ex, one that used to work. the ex-executive assistant, yeah, she knows Adele. Now, that we could maybe get some way of, I mean, there might be a, you know, some sort of sponsorship there. She must know, like, who's Adele with? Sony? I'll ask Cat. I don't know. Anyway, well, she knows Anna Dill anyway. Um, So you can send in your questions via social media at that Jez Rose or at Frost at Work on Twitter. That's where we do most of our hanging out, really, don't we? Like personally. Instagram, I think, is overtaken by our people that work with us, right? But I prefer Instagram. Do you? Because of the colours, pretty pictures. I think I might come off Twitter. Really? Adam Frost? This is without mead. Can you imagine the gossip with mead? I just got to the point of like, I'll be honest, I think there's a lot of twattering mm. that goes on on Twitter. Yes. And I just really like go, really? Mm. I, and of all of the social media platforms, Instagram is, I think, the, they play nicer on Instagram, don't they? 
Yeah, and I think yeah. I just can put pretty pictures up. And I love life being... You know you can just do that on Twitter? I do do it on Twitter. Okay, fine. But occasionally I have to read what other people want. Oh, yeah, I know. And I just, I don't know. I don't know. Mm. Maybe I'm just a miserable old git. No, I won't have you saying that. You'll get crow's feet, don't you? It's sort of... No, no, this this is an age thing. It's a light as well. It's a blue eyes, mate. Is that why you've got a lovely striking blue shirt tonight? Yeah. That's because all these... been sent all these messages and all. About Um, the new look. The new look. I love how you're referring to the new look. <laughs> it's the new look. It's the new. It's the new rock and roll. I tell you, David Essex. One. That's what I'm at. Young mate, I tell you, the messages that I've had about not having my haircut. I've looked Italian. I'm. I'm David Essex. I'm. Oh, I can't remember. The kids have been in stitches. Dad, listen to this one. You're gonna love this. Dad, listen to this one. Mrs. Frost is going. Oh my good God. See, um, I think you look a little bit like that. The one that, um, yeah, so I better not have my hair cut too short because I think, like, you know, what's his name? She's gonna have me strung Alan Bennett, he wrote about him, the creepy one in the bushes. Because you could, well, like, with nice, that big it? wax jacket on, you could look a little bit that way as well, you know. Depends how you look at you, doesn't it? Well, if I just had just the wax jacket, <laughs> yeah, I'd look slightly creepy in bushes, wouldn't I? Obviously, but most people are gonna look slightly creepy in bushes if they've just got a wax jacket. But that's what I mean, you know, I don't, you know, who's your wax jacket made by? Um, I don't know, but I do need a new one. There we it go. It might be Barber, actually. See? I've had it a few years. I'm I... now wearing the same coat to go out oh. as I'm wearing in the garden. Okay, yep, I got you. Yeah. yeah, so I think that's time to probably buy... Normally what happens Another is the new one. coat slowly works its way yeah, yeah, into the, the garden. garden. Yeah. Now at the moment it's going, garden, town, there's no... We've lost the process. Yeah, all right, I've got you. Yeah, you know, so... Um, yeah, that guy, that coat you wear in the garden is yeah. just that coat that you wear. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm hoping that... Um, so we yeah. hit, I should say, as we sign off, I should say yeah. thank you, because we hit the 30,000 download point. I couldn't believe that. I had to refresh it and work out. I thought I was looking at something different. Yeah, 30, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very much. And loads of different countries people are listening in. I love that. You know, yeah. we're on Instagram, because we're just about to now go and do this Instagram Live, right? Which yeah. I'm excited about. Uh, I've never done an Instagram Live, so I'm particularly excited. Well, I don't think I have. I probably have. I can't remember. Um, oh, wow. And, uh, yeah, you do them all the time. You like them, don't you? Yeah. Well, but I mean, it wasn't my idea. It was my 13-year-old daughter. There was a, we had a couple of comments on, on my Instagram when I was telling people about it from people who are in different countries. Uh, so yeah, I, yeah, we do. Like, I love we're that. We're just going to bed, or we're just this, or just nine like, yeah. p.m. in Norway. It's says Ingvild uh, yeah. Lee. Um, yeah, it's difficult. When, when we were three p.m. in Montreal. Yeah, well, when we were doing the Friday yeah. night ones with Mrs. Frost and her gin and tonic and Amber Lily filming. Yeah, there was all sorts of people from all over the world. I so love that. Like, Isn't that cute? Brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah. So listen, Adam Frost, I do need a wee, so we're going to have yeah. to um, right. we have to stop it. Um, thanks for tuning in, dear listener. You can subscribe and share and review would be really lovely as well. Let somebody you like know about it because they're very welcome to join us, aren't they? I love the way you, you sort of top and tail it. It's, it's like, do you practice it in the it's mirror? It's almost professional. And in the bath. Do you? Yeah. Do you have a mirror at the end of the bath? In the shower. Well, doesn't everybody have a mirror at the end of the bath? Well, that's what you've got mirrors all round. Sandwich tray across the top and a little bell. I once stayed in a in a hotel, and actually was we went to celebrate a birthday, and it was. Um, have you ever heard the Crazy Bear hotels? Yeah, no, in Stadhampton, and then they've got one yeah. now in London as well. Yeah. Yeah, got, we had a, we had a we had a Sunday there with a group of us, 
and they've got some really wacky yeah, rooms. Yeah. That's like mental. Yeah. It? You know, the, you want to say, bar bill. <laughs> Actually, it was my forty. You probably only had two glasses of wine and a coke. That would have been enough to knock the bar bill, mate. <laughs> it's expensive. Though. It was horrendous. We did. We spent a lot of money, but um, but one of those bathrooms. So we all had obviously as all yeah, couples. Yeah, the couples went. We all had different rooms, and we all went for Sunday lunch. And then, nah, come and have a look at my room. Come and have a look. Oh, like that. Like that. Oh, well, no, not like that. <laughs> Well, that, that, that wasn't why I went anyway <laughs> um, but actually one of them had, a, had one of the rooms was massive bathroom just the whole thing was mirrors with a shower in the middle and as you walked in uh-huh. and you got under the shower the shower just came off oh lovely that's yeah. nice so that's what you want one of them then you'd have mirrors all round I mean you're assuming I haven't already got one but yes mm. that is one and at the end of our bed Mrs Froston once the bath was at the end of the bed which is very handy mm-hmm. you turn a tap on and the water came out the ceiling. Yes. I know the one you were on about. That it was, was There's cool. a photo you've got on their website. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So that's a cool place. Yeah, yeah, I, cool place. I need to go back there, actually. Because They might sponsor us. Do you think they would? I don't know. We could do a photo shoot there. Yeah. What, in the book? Adam Frost. <laughs> Adam Frost. I think See, we need a, to stop hey, now. Your little face turned there, didn't you? Oh, you've got know. your neck nearly snapped off that, didn't it? What one? Where are we See you next month. Yeah, look after yourself, lovely people. See you soon, peeps. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.